Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret backstory behind every book. Joining me today is Dr. Charles Palagy, and he's here to talk about his book, End Times, According to Scripture. Charles, it is such a pleasure to welcome you to Books on Air today. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you very much, Susan. It's a pleasure to talk to you. You know, I'm always curious. One of the things that I find is that books have two stories. There's always the story that the author writes in the book for the reader. But then there's always that backstory. There's always the reason behind the book. There's always the reason it was created. Would you share how End of Times According to Scripture was created? Why did you decide to write it? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, back in 1976, if I can go back that far, Susan. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Uh, I w- I was a very successful scientist, a young scientist, you know, with uh, all sorts of ambitions. And suddenly I decided through my scientific work that God created. And so eventually I discovered that this God was Jesus and, you know, from the Bible. And um, and so I became baptized in a local church as a result of it. And oh, when I got baptized, uh, an amazing thing happened. I had a, a vision. God gave me a vision, which uh, which I've held on to all these years, and it was about hell. And it frightened me so much, you know, that there's a literal hell and the things that I saw, that I was so concerned for my family and for other people and for all my relatives and friends that I I sort of became very zealous, and initially I sort of went overboard, you know, Christian-wise, telling everybody about it. But that stuck with me for years and years and years. And over the last five years, I'm retired now, over the last five years I've gotten more heavily into the book of Revelation, and I discovered... I discovered, uh, which I didn't know before, and I've never heard it preached about, but I discovered from the book of Revelation that at a particular point towards the end, God is going to separate Christians into three groups, three distinct groups. And when you read it, it's quite clear there. And two of the groups are going to be protected and you know taken care of by God. But one particular group, that I surmise is uh, are sort of complacent Christians who've never done anything about uh, following the Bible all that much, that they're going to be put under the power of the Antichrist. And that terrified me as much as the first vision I had of hell, that I, I was fearing for my family, for those people, especially those who have a lot of unforgiveness in their lives. But, you know, the Lord's Prayer says that... Um, Father, forgive me as uh, as I forgive others. And what that means, if you don't forgive other people, uh, God's not going to forgive you. And you, as Jesus said, you will then die in your sins. And that terrified me, Susan. So I want to bring to people, to the public, this fact that 
Christians will be in three groups, and one group will be put under this terrible antichrist situation where they won't be able to provide for their families. And being a family man, I, I took that to heart. You know, just imagine uh, a law coming out that you can't buy or sell until you sign some kind of document, which is called the Mark of the Beast. And uh, and I can just imagine kids, you know, waiting their parents to come home saying, why isn't there food on the table? And uh, and that sort of, that thought terrifies me, Suzanne. And this was the whole reason for writing the book, because I've talked to so many church leaders in Australia, and I, and I know some of the, you know, big church leaders, and they refuse to teach about it. And I told them, why don't you warn the people that people had better pull their socks up and uh, and become more fervent Christians and follow the Bible? And they say, oh, it'll, it'll all shape out. It'll all pan out. Don't worry, Charles. Everything's fine. But I know it's not fine because uh, people in my own congregation, they're, they're just sort of uh, living uh, nice Christian, complacent lives. And they... And, and I can verify there's so much unforgiveness and, and backbiting, you know, uh, even amongst the congregation. And, and these are the sort of people that will be put under the power of the Antichrist. And it just terrified me thinking about their uh, their lot that's not too far ahead now. So that that was the whole purpose of writing the book. The book has taken you. I mean, the book is is quite a big volume. How long did it take you to write, Charles? Well, I put it together over two years, and um, and uh, I had a wonderful friend at church who was willing to help me. Uh, he saw the same condition in the church. He once approached the local pastors too. You know, why don't you preach about it? So he had the same issue as I am. So. I got a real soulmate who helped me, uh, especially with punctuation and editing. <laughs> so two years, and he put an awful lot of work in it too, and we got it published through Ex Libris on the internet, available in all sorts of formats. And then uh, once it was out, I discovered there was some repetition in it. So now the current issue that's uh, available on the internet has all of that fixed. We've corrected all of that. So overall, yes, two years of pretty solid work. And my wife uh, was very generous uh, in allowing me to do this, but she also had dementia. So uh, so it wasn't too hard, you know. I was able to give her a book. She loved reading. And so I was able to spend quite a lot of time. Yeah, two years, I reckon. Well, this is not just your opinion either. You've done biblical research, and you've included not only the research in the book, but also your own personal views and insights, and you're really looking to inspire people to think about what you're saying. Tell me how you did your biblical research. What what formats did you use? Well, um you know, I joined a church where originally I saw physical miracles. So, I, 
that hasn't happened much since. But initially it started off with physical miracles. I saw teeth being filled and that sort of thing through prayer. And and so I knew this was a church that I wanted to belong to. And I went to all of their Bible studies. And in the early years, uh, first 20 years, we had terrific Bible teachers, you know. So I, I just went to every study, which infuriated my wife. <laughs> and upset my whole family. You know. Oh, dear. Oh, you know, we, we could have almost divorced. But, you see, the thing that drove me was this initial vision about hell. You know, if we don't get ourselves straight, you know, that's our lot. And so um, so I, I just went to, you know, a lot of books uh, I watched, uh, and especially recently, there's a lot of good material on YouTube and on the internet. Um, but I've got some tremendous books, especially from an Australian Bible teacher called Kevin Connor, because he received most of his material from uh, Bethel Temple over in Tacoma in Seattle from a uh, pastor, Offler. And uh, that teaching came to Australia, and, and I could just see as a scientist that this is all true because it not only matched up with Scripture, but it matched up with all the science I knew because I knew a lot of biochemistry, etc. And um, and so I've been taught, but I also do a lot of research. You know, I I actually have a personal relationship with God. I talk to Him, and I find when I ask a question in the morning. I seem to wake up with the answer. And so I quickly look up the scripture. It says, look at James 5, 4 or whatever it is. And there is the answer. So uh, not every time, but quite frequently. And so the book has grown out of that sort of research. Let's give the listeners a little bit of an overview. And when we do that, I know there are some parts of the book you want to share. So would you do that now? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, okay, the overview, I just want to quote something from a review I just got from the U.S. Review of Books. It's a professional service uh, that reviews uh, books. And the, the bit that I want to share is just this. My uh, overall concern and the purpose of the book is for today's Christians who may have become so comfortable in the enjoyment of their faith that they will be unprepared for the incursion of the Antichrist and the surrounding ends of end times. I want to point out in the book that this is something they will not hear from the pulpit at their churches. This would be true for most Australian churches, that end times will not be a piece of cake and people are not being prepared. And the purpose of the book is to highlight this, not only to the reader, but also that they would share it with as many other people as they possibly can because it's serious um, omission by the churches. Did you, as you wrote this book, did you have any kind of revelation? Was Did you learn anything different that you didn't expect as you wrote the book? But my personal visions and revelations from God a whole thick book and uh, and so I've been getting those again and then again at critical points in my book where the Lord somehow suddenly opened my eyes oh this is what the scripture means you know mm-hmm. but there's a deeper meaning underneath 
you know, because Jesus himself said weird things, which, you know, uh, for example, uh, uh, Peter the Apostle would ask him, well, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? And, and Jesus gave a, a sort of a <laughs> an answer which wouldn't satisfy anybody. And he says, well, seven times seven until seven times seven. Seven times 70, and uh, people would think, does that mean that I have to forgive 490 times, and then on the 491st time, I can uh, sin again and uh, not forgive? And uh, he said a lot of things, you know, uh, other things that he said. And, uh, and then I realized, no, it's all symbolism, because seven times 70 refers to Daniel's prophecy back in the book of Daniel, which talks about the end times, and and it's the 490 years that will come into the end times. So I tied that all together, and I realized that uh, uh, that what Jesus was saying to Peter effectively, and Peter would have known it because they were Jews. They must have heard this in the synagogue at some time or other. But what Jesus was saying to them, no, forgive till the end of time, forever. In other words. So when he said seven times, 70 times, he was saying, forgive forever, always, never stop. Uh, so there are a lot of uh, mysterious uh, answers that Jesus gave that would have bamboozled, you know, his audience. And uh, one would have not understood unless if you had gone to Jesus afterwards and would have asked him, well, what did you mean by that? So that's a sort of mystery that's still in the Scripture in a lot of places, and God revealed those sort of things at various critical stages as I was writing the book. So a number of those sort of things are included in the book. So that um, Because once you have the answer, it's all clear from the prophetic Scriptures that that's what Jesus meant. Well, this is such a powerful book, and we've had such a good discussion about this. I know that our listeners are wondering where they can find it. So let me tell them. Go to Amazon. Now, let me give you titles, and let me give you some spelling so that it will be easy for you to locate the book. Just go to the Amazon homepage, and in the the big square that's a search box, here's the title of the book, and E-N-D, Times, T-I-M-E-S, two words, colon, according to scripture by Dr. Charles C-H-A-R-L-E-S Palagy, P-A-L-L-A-G-H-Y, comma, P-H-D. Put that in your search feature, click on it, the book comes right up. Now, when you look at the cover, if you've never done this before, Amazon does something that I think is absolutely wonderful. In the upper right-hand corner of the representation of the book cover, you'll see the two words, look inside. If you've never thought about those two words before, do it this time. Click, put your cursor right on those two words and just click it. The book will electronically open, and there's a wonderful, wonderful excerpt from the book that's right there. So it will give you an understanding of what the book is about. You can also buy it right there on that page. Now, Charles, I know that some of our listeners 
would like to buy from somebody else that's not the biggest bookseller in the world. I know that your book is available some other places, so would you tell them where else they might find a copy of the book? Yes, it's freely available on other internet suppliers. So if you type the title in and my initial C, Palagi and PhD, and the book will come up through various outlets like Barnes & Noble, Ex Libris, Dimex, and so on, and then you can take your choice. But also, if you're not quite sure about that, you can look at my website, uh, because I've got it highlighted on the front page of my web homepage. Uh, my website is the creation 6000 so that's creation6000.com, and you'll find it there as well. There's also a lot of information on your website. Tell our listeners a little about what else they will find there besides information about this book. Well, I be, Suzanne, I began that website long, well, about three or four years ago, long before I thought of even writing the book. Because each time God showed me something, I decided, well, I want to share this. So I've put all sorts of Christian articles about the age of the earth, about the scientific evidence for creation, which nobody can dispute. Because I presented this at university and people couldn't fault it. They were angry about it, but they couldn't fault it. And uh, so I've put all that material there, lots of Christian articles. Every time something new came to me. And that's also helped the book to eventually develop because eventually I thought, well, I've got to put all of this together into a more concise book. And so the article is, uh, the website is full of information of all sorts, now you including also, my biography. <laughs> excellent. That's one of the things that I was going to ask you about because I think it's important that our listeners be able to see who you are and see what you've done. And there's a really wonderful biography on that website. Now, you also have your email on that website. Tell me, can our listeners contact you directly through that email on your website? Uh, they can, and I will answer. Uh, the email address is Charles, that's C-H-A-R-L-E-S, like Prince Charles, charles.palagy, that's P-A-L-L-A-G-H-Y, at gmail.com. So if you get my name right, it's a very simple uh, email address. <laughs> You're right. Palagy is a little bit of a different name, and I had to ask you how to pronounce it to make sure I did not mispronounce it. So I'm so glad you spelled it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it's Hungarian. Yeah. It's a, I, I love the way it sounds. You know, this book is a life work for you. It's it, your heart and your soul has literally been put into this book. I can hear it in your voice. I hear the passion that you have about the book and about what the message is in the book. And I always like to give an author the opportunity to have the last word about their work because they're all passionate about their work. And I wonder, when our listeners become readers and they pick up a copy of your book, this is not a book that they will sit down and just read cover to cover in one sitting like a novel. This is a book that has 
meat and proverbial potatoes in it. It's got a lot to digest. There's a lot there to think about. And the way that I see them using the book is that they will sit down and read portions of it and then either mull it over to themselves, which I'm sure they'll do, but also get into discussions, perhaps with family members or friends about the ideas and concepts in the book. So it will take them some time to read the book, but when they finish, when the last time they they read the last page and they close the back cover, I know that you have something that you want them to take away from the book. What is that really strong, powerful message that you want them to leave with? All right. Um, I've talked to pastors and they said, we don't want to teach the book of Revelation because we don't understand it. And I agree. There's a lot of material there that I also don't understand, but I've pointed out to them, let's make a start because there are so many things in the book of Revelation that we can already clearly understand. And we need to get our foot in the door. And I've set up a framework to explain those things which can already be clearly understood. I've explained a lot of the symbolism, that the symbolism is quite simple once you get the hang of it. And uh, and it's a framework for you or anybody, any church, any group to get working into the book of Revelation because if you can understand what I have said, you're already halfway there. Uh, the only missing bits are the actual timing of the end time events but it's only a few years away so i've set a framework there for the readers to get going with it because they it's it's like a, going on a car journey you know uh you, you might like to go on a trip but you'll never get on to the trip unless you get into the car and start the engine and get it going and uh and so i've i've wanted that to impact upon people, to read, share it, and and it you, you'll find it smooth going once you uh, dedicate yourself to it. So there's nothing absolutely mysterious about the Book of Revelation because all the symbols are just symbols. Thank you so much for being my guest today on Books on Air. It's been just so interesting and enlightening to hear your philosophy and to hear about this new book that you've written. It's just been a pleasure to talk with you, Dr. Palagy. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate having been given this opportunity to talk with you. Now, remember, certainly, my pleasure, sir. Remember, you can find End Times According to Scripture by Dr. Charles Palagy, P-A-L-L-A-G-H-Y, Ph.D., on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.